1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome
2: to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: I give you, Stu and Blake.
2: Hello. Before we start this episode of the MMA Fan Podcast, we need to tell you about our sponsor, Free Train. Free Train do these fantastic running vests for you to run in, hit the bag in, and they keep your phone close to your chest. No more do you need to have your phone rumbling around in your pocket when you run or at an awkward angle on your arm. You can keep it on your chest with easy access to your phone whenever you go training. And uh, what can the people do, Stu, if they want to get a vest?
0: Simple. Head over, to www.freetrain.com have a look see what you like and when you pop it in the basket just before you check out pop in the code MMAFAN and save yourself 10% I mean don't ever let it be said we don't spoil you here on this podcast www.freetrain.com go check them out
2: excellent stuff right on with the show
0: Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but we've got another sponsor to tell you about, Phil Supreme. They're a nationally recognized brand who offer only the very highest quality of natural supplements. Their extensive range includes a range of medicinal mushrooms, nootropics, anti-aging products, gut support products, green powders, vitamins, and much more.
2: Yep. They've worked with fighters from all the top promotions, including UFC, Bellator, Brave and Cage Warriors with a solid reputation of providing results. So check them out on Instagram, which is at phil underscore supreme, or their website, www.philsupreme.co.uk, and make sure you use the code MMAFAN for a cool 15% off your first order. Don't say we don't spoil you.
0: Hello, and welcome to the MMA Fan podcast i'm Stu whiffin joining me as ever laughing you've been doing the intros lately and i just stepped in i didn't give you a chance i stepped up and the minute i said it i thought i'm not going to look at the screen and i did and there you are with your big smiley face laughing away at me what's funny mate come on it's
2: because you were you were gonna start you did this big inhale of breath and then i quickly asked you a question and you like mid-breath like oh yeah yeah, yeah this, and then you went and took another really deep breath and it was like, i just found it amusing Um, Oh, Blake Harrison, how are you? I'm really good, mate. I'm really good. I think we should um, tell the people what's going on with these very special episodes. They are Mm. leading up to the fight night on September 4th, which was originally scheduled to be uh, at UFC London. Unfortunately, Mm. uh, due to uh, COVID, that is not happening and that fight card has been moved to Vegas. However, that card is absolutely stacked with the creme de la creme of UK MMA. We've got Darren Till headlining against Derek Brunson in a great fight in the middleweight division. Paul Craig is hopefully on that card against Alexander Gustafsson. Jack Shaw's fighting Said Nurmagomedov. We've got Tom Aspinall on the card. Molly McCann and the debut of one Paddy, the baddie pimblet who is our guest for today's show
0: absolutely um i wish you'd warn you in advance uh today's episode's a bit damn beat, lacking in charisma um there's not a lot of confidence <laughs> that's going to come across in this chat um you're going to hear a, a very very quiet and reserved fighter today um of course you're not you're getting paddy to baddy pimblet and uh, and it's always a joy uh he's brimming with confidence which is everything we want to hear to see him step up and make that debut uh in the UFC and one of the other things um yes it's a shame that it's now stateside um but one of the things that the UFC have done is they've put it on UK time so you haven't got to set the alarms for uh, for the early hours you can watch it uh normal time in the UK which is great um I mean yeah it's it's a shame, and and I think you know we've we've spoke about it as well. I mean, we keep saying it's such a shame. It's still going to be incredible, and it, I, I think some of the many things that we've we've spoke about, me and you, and we probably touch upon in this episode, is the fact that there's some superstars in the making on this card, and it would have been nice to have heard the roar as they walked out, you know, hometown.
2: Yeah, well, especially our guest today, especially Paddy Pimblet. You know, his his UFC debut's been on the cards for many years now and he's still very young as well uh he's turned the ufc down a couple of times because i think he was just getting a better deal over at cage warriors because they knew to keep him because he is such a big star he is selling out the echo arena up in liverpool and stuff like that but finally he's decided to to go over there he's a former featherweight cage warriors champion he's fought uh lightweight as well and his ufc debut is also as we're going to find out at lightweight but we do discuss uh the decisions behind that move um and yeah i mean is there anything more to say about the london card before we crack on with paddy the baddy
0: i don't think so i think it's uh it's stacked if you're a fan of uh, mma and you, you like watching your, your uk fighters then it's possibly the most stacked card of uk fighters that's ever for you know overseas i think
2: yeah i mean it definitely feels like there's there's a sort of uk versus the world type element to the card um and maybe if it was in the uk there would have maybe even been one or two extra uk fighters on that card or not i'm not sure but you know hopefully the card stays intact because i mean looking at it it is absolutely fantastic and for for anyone out there that's interested in you know maybe even Oh, Lerone Murphy is someone we haven't mentioned as well. Lerone Murphy's on that yes. card as well, who is looking phenomenal. Against Charles Jourdain, who is a phenomenal fighter as well. But then outside of the UK fighters, you've got Magomed Ankalaev versus Volkan Uzdemir in the light heavyweight division. That is going to be an absolute banger. I think Ankalaev is potentially a future champion in that division. Uh, and then you've got down at, uh, down at flyweight, you've got Alex Perez, who fought Davison Figueroa a while back against Matt Schnell who, you know, is a game fighter as well. So there's there's some really great fights on that card, even outside of the UK fights. But obviously the UK ones are what we're really interested in and what we want you to be really interested in to support our homegrown fighters. So that's why we're doing a few of these episodes leading up to September 4th card, where we are chatting to some of those big UK names that are on that card. So I guess now all we want you to do is kick back, get your... Earphones in. They should already be in, really. But
0: uh, should be. Otherwise, we've just been talking to ourselves. Yeah,
2: maybe they've just left the phone on the side in the kitchen while they've gone for a poo, <laughs> and then they've, they've come back. But yeah, you know, podcasters generally talk like that in their intros. I don't think so. Nah, probably not. They're just degrading their own show by saying you couldn't even listen to this while you're having a poo. But that's what you get when you come to the MMA fan podcast. We're keeping it real for you, baby, ladies and gentlemen. We give to you Paddy the Baddy Pimblet. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you,
3: mate? It's a lovely looking bed you've got there. Ah, uh, it's me, to me, bed, lad. She fucking puts all pillows and throws and that on it. lad. She's mad. If it was up to me, I wouldn't even make
2: it. Don't lie, Paddy. You know you've arranged <laughs> those. You've arranged those beautifully for this show, Keep haven't you? Us, lad. Keep <laughs> well, I mean, I, I bring up our, our show because you. You're you're an, an esteemed guest of this show now, Paddy. Uh, I don't know if you know this, and I, and I know you've achieved a lot in your in your short career. But you are the first fighter that's been on our show as as a, a, a reemerging guest of the first time we've had someone on twice. So there Thanks, you go. So you know, Cage Warriors champion, UFC debutante coming up, and first fighter to reappear on the MMA fan podcast. I'm assuming that <laughs> wow, that's- I've that. That's, that's the top of your list, though, right? Yeah, sure, that's,
3: up. that's up there with the debut, yeah. though.
2: Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it would be, yeah. Um, so, gosh, man, I mean, you... It's been... Uh, it seems like it's been a dramatic week for you, or, or a couple of weeks or whatever, because um, let's start with... What happened on Instagram, mate? Where's, where's your grammage gone?
3: I'm still waiting for us to get it back, lad. It's a joke. Absolute joke. Messing with me livelihood, lad. I uh, a few yeah. trolls you know what I mean it's ridiculous the, the reason that me well the last thing what I said to someone what's got me account shut down is uh, I called a Man City fan from Bristol a glory hunter
2: <laughs> that's it
3: seriously lads because he said to me I've been supporting Man City for seven years when they were shit I went lad they won the league nine years ago what are you talking about and he's changed Oh, no, I've been supporting him for nine years. I was like, lad, go away. Support your local team. And I put him on my story, and I think he, he reported me for bullying and harassment, and I've had me, me uh, thingy out took off. But oh, I have spoke to Graham. As you know, Graham's the man. And uh, Graham's getting it sorted for me, so I should have it back in the next 24 hours.
2: Well, yeah, because as you say, I mean, you've got your debut coming up. You need to be promoting this, promoting the fight, and also you want to be, um, you know, after fingers crossed a nice big win on September 4th then uh, you want to be getting all the extra followers you want to be building your 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 name out there as a fighter so the the social media aspect of things it's it's important for fighters isn't
3: it yeah that's it's a big side of fighters want I mean, being like sponsors and stuff as i say it's it's me business it's me livelihood my instagram Like i earn money through doing posts i earn money off sponsors i earn stuff off sponsors a eh? even private sessions where they do one-to-ones with people, a lot of them are sorted on Instagram, so like, for 10 days now I've, my, my livelihood's been ruined because of a certain number of trolls reporting stuff that I put up where and nine times out of ten, it's in retaliation not even just that as well and, Like sharing stuff for charities Like I'm constantly helping charities out and helping sick kids out and I can't do that to me 155,000 followers and get these young kids, help because Instagram have blocked the accounts oh. for a few trolls.
2: Oh. Hopefully, <laughs> it gets uh, it gets done and, and back on track soon, mate. Because as you say, I mean, obviously the charity stuff very important, but also I didn't even think about like those one to one sessions where you're earning that little bit of extra cash and all of that. It's affecting you in that way, and I didn't even think of that as well. So fingers crossed that gets that gets sorted. Um, but the uh, the drama did continue. Because you've had a a, a journalist, from what I can gather, put out that Vendramini was offered a new opponent, which if that were true, it would indicate that you were out of the fight. But then even, you know, the big wigs of the MMA journalist world, Ariel Helwani, was uh, reaching out saying, I've also heard this, but I've reached out to Paddy, 100% he's fighting, the rumours aren't true. So can you talk us through your side of, of that and how that must have been when you probably opened lad, your phone just, one day I was like what lad, I, it was Tuesday sending... night Tuesday yeah. night
3: like I was in bed literally in bed my bird was asleep next to me I was like yeah sound. about to go to sleep and I got a text off Nick Pete a text off Ariel Hawani and a text off Pete T. Carroll saying I hope you're okay I was like hey <laughs> <laughs> I'm sound mate what are you on about oh, have you not seen such and such as tweets some, some idiot had tweeted saying that I was out the fight because um, my opponent's manager said that he'd been offered a new opponent. But obviously it was not official. Like, he hadn't been given, sent a contract by the UFC and been told to sign it. Like, I'd had the phone call that day saying I, I need to go to London on Monday morning because I'm getting my visa at the embassy. So what I think's happened, well, what I know's happened because Graham spoke to Sean Shelby Um Dave have got onto my opponent and his manager and said, "Listen, we'll use accept the replacement fighter if Paddy doesn't get his, his visa." Right. <clears throat> and Dave, his manager, has then went and told this journalist, "Oh no, Paddy's out the fight." When it, what that wasn't the case. Like he got told, if Paddy can't fight, we'll use take a replacement fighter. And they said, "Yeah," and them being idiots have thought as went along like oh yeah paddy's definitely out when i were and like the the most annoying thing was on tuesday i got the phone call at four o'clock saying i need to be in the embassy on monday and then that got put out that night so i had i had my embassy meeting when it got put out so the fact that the journalist still hasn't deleted the tweet i've been having murder over it for two days Journalist still got the tweet up well he's not even a journalist he's just an idiot i've got a twitter account you know what i mean but everyone's defending him like, oh, he, he must have been right at the time. He's never wrong. Well, he was wrong. And his yeah. backhanded apology means nothing to me. He put an apology up saying, if I've if I've caused any harm or or anything like that, then I'm sorry. Not just I'm sorry. So he's not sorry, and he's he's an arrogant divvy, and he's proper proper me And all he had to do was delete the tweet. People are still responding to that tweet now, saying, "Oh, is he not fighting?" He's just using me for clickbait.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, on a more sort of positive uh, angle, Paddy, how's training going?
1: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care.
3: got a good rounds in in the cage this morning um, I, I feel on top of the world to be honest feel even even better than I did last camp lad it sounds cliche but I've, I've had the best camp of my life so far I,
2: I genuinely have so I mean have you had to prepare in any specific way for Vendramini because from the little I've seen of him he seems to, to like a grapple but that I would have thought would suit you down to the ground I don't care where
3: the fight goes lad I genuinely don't like he can I think I'm a better striker wrestler and grappler so wherever he wants to fight with me I'll fight with him but I want to knock him out like I said to you last time I want to show me striking off and I only got to show him for like 30 seconds and then obviously he tried to take me down so I I finished him on the floor Um, I can see the same happening in this fight to be honest me catching him with a punch or a kick him trying to start a grapple with me and me just dominating the grappling but as I say, I don't care where the fight goes, lad. No matter where the fight goes, I'll be, um, I'll be, I'll be dominating it.
0: Well, one of the things, you know, I guess if you're talking about where the where the fight's going to uh, go, it, it's going to go to America, which is something that uh, you know we we was all hoping wasn't going to happen, when we we was all being told that on September the fourth it was going to be in in London, and we you know we was looking at the card, and when we first found out that it wasn't going to be in London, it was being moved to the States. The first thing that I thought was just like, fuck, man, I wanted to see Paddy's walk out in London, man. uh... Everyone did, lad. That's the (laughs) worst thing about this, lad. Everyone wanted to see me walk out with fans,
3: you know what I mean? Um, At least there'll be like 150, 200 people there when I fight, but the only thing is, as I say, in that auto arena, it would have went off. It would have went absolutely banyans. Um, It would have been next level, but you know, I know for a fact after the beef ends, Amini, the UFC are gonna put me on a crowd, a card with a crowd, hundred percent. They'll see me energy and they'll be like, "Yeah, we need to get this kid on a show with a with a with a crowd." More than likely, be a pay per view because that's what's got crowds at the
2: minute. What was your first emotion when you found out that the card was moving to Vegas? I was gutted. Yeah, like I was, I was
3: absolutely gutted. Um, but now it's it's sunk in. It's not so bad. Know what I mean? I've always said uh, I'm not going to Las Vegas until I fight there, and it's happened.
0: Yeah. So how does that does that have big implications on training camp? Uh, on the financials, like mm-hmm. how, how much sort of, does it impact on yeah, on, on what you kind of?
3: Um, when you go to the USC, everyone thinks everything's. Oh, you're getting paid big money. You're this. You're that. But the USC only pays for one cornerman. So, luckily enough, uh, Molly's fighting as well. So, we get a cornerman paid for each. So, we have to pay for a cornerman each. And, luckily enough, because Molly's a woman, she gets two hotel rooms. Whereas, if it was just me fighting, we'd only get one hotel room and I'd have to pay for another one. So, wow. luckily enough, we have enough rooms to go around. And we only have to pay for one person each to get a, one person each is playing ticket. Um so in that sense it's lucky that there's two of us fighting and it's lucky that we've got a female. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean the other thing is um I uh, I went a little bit big time. I don't know if you know about this Paddy but I went a bit big time. I was over on the uh on the Fight Disciples podcast the other day, you know, <laughs> just getting a bit big time with uh with old Nick Pete and uh I was chatting with him and uh he said that uh he thought you the card moving to Vegas, as gutted as he was about it for all the fans and a lot of the fighters, he said to me he thought that maybe it would be a good thing for you to 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 have your debut in a more muted setting, to to be um to go over there to like the PI and stuff like that and see yeah. how it all works over there and see uh you know all the training and the lengths that everyone's going to over there and all that kind of stuff. And uh, uh, is is that something that you think you might be able to pick up? Some positives from this experience going over to the States yeah. and preparing? definitely.
3: I was with Nick yesterday, and BT come in and done some filming with me. So I was with Nick yesterday. He said similar stuff to me. But the main thing for me is why I'm so happy it's there is all the main UFC officials are going to be there, and I'm going to have them all in a headlock. You know what I mean? They're all <laughs> not going to know what's hit them, lad. Because when I turn up, lad, I turn up to, to take over, lad, and that's what I'm going to do. I'll be walking around the hotel with my speaker on and that, just like I own the gaff. And they'll be like, who's this kid? And I'll be like, what's happening? Putting them in headlocks and and nugging
0: them. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned Molly earlier, um, and we're hoping to catch up with Molly and, and, and have a chat of her ahead of the, uh, ahead of the fourth. Um, is it always good having Molly, like, not just in the gym, but, like, being on the same card? Yeah, brilliant.
3: Like we fought on the same card a few times. I think when we've both fought on the same card, we've always won, to be honest. That's a good omen. Yeah. yeah. I think whenever we fought on the same card, we've both always won. So, as I say, I, I, I can't wait. I literally cannot wait to get over there with my big sister and uh, and the team and absolutely kill it. Come home 2-0. Come home a global superstar. It's going to be funny. <laughs> no
0: one's winning? dating yeah. you, mate. No one's dating you.
3: Who have uh, you got I with you there I'm in the back. room? Uh, oh, it's me, me dog, lad.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, lovely. What's the dog's uh, name?
3: Lad. Lenny, lad. He's a... Uh, he's he a an half annoying at times. Chewing <laughs> his little chew thing there, lad. <laughs> that's
2: how I could that's hear what him the,
3: That's that. what the noise is, lad, yeah. That's what the noise is in the background. Him chewing his little chew thing. My beard's making tea, though, lad, and he was doing dance downstairs. So I thought, <laughs> yeah, I'll just think him up here with
2: me. That's perfect. You joined join <laughs> the show. Um, you, so this fight's at Lightweight. Were, you were obviously a featherweight cage warriors champion. Were you ever yeah. tempted to go into the UFC at featherweight or were you like, no, the, the cuts too much. I'm much, I feel better at lightweight. I was, I was tempted to go down to featherweight, but I, I just don't
3: even know if I'd make it anymore now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like the cuts killed me in the past and it's affected my performance in several fights, mainly my last two ones against Julian rosen and Nad Armani. Um, it really affected my fight. I cut 8.4 kilo and 7.7 kilo overnight. And I felt disgusting. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, in the later rounds, I didn't have nothing in me to, to actually put it on my opponents. You know what I mean? I had to, especially against Junior and I had to just have to survive. So now, like now I'm my weight boss. I'm, I've only got five and a half key to lose in the next two weeks perfect which is, which is easy you know what I mean it's nothing for me that but if I was fighting a featherweight I'd have 9.5 kilos to lose yeah so I've done 11 kilo Monday to Friday but oh, that was disgusting yeah <laughs> and I don't fancy doing it again the only I, I probably could go down to featherweight but I'm going to I'm going to get a DEXA scan first I still haven't had that DEXA scan I need to get that done but I'm what is get a DEXA scan
0: what's that
3: It does your body composition, it tells you what your muscles weigh, what your bones weigh, what weight it is safe for you to go down to, um, like, without starting to hurt your body. Because as I say, I had a DEXA scan when I fought Naramani. Uh, I'd done it after a weight cut as well. I'm the only other person in the world to have a DEXA scan, like, before I get on the scales and he said to me um, like after i got told not to fight he said you should pull out of this fight after the weigh in they were like uh, you've got no testosterone in your body at all like and you you point 2. zero 0.2 kilo of water weight loss away from kidney failure oh um, my god fucking hell like it it was it was bad like it was bad <laughs> But it's still four, five, five the next night. And that's why I always say my main facet is my heart and my grit and my determination, because I'll never quit. I'll keep going forward. And um so yeah, like making featherweights it's it's one of them things I'll have to say. Well that was twenty seventeen as well, April two thousand seventeen. <laughs> but now in September twenty twenty one, that was four and a half years ago. I've I've grew up a lot since then. I've put a lot of muscle mass on. I'm acting a lot more professional. And even now, when I'm acting a lot more professional, I woke up this morning 76.3. As I say, if if I go down to featherweight, I'd have another 9.5 kilos to lose, not 5.5.
0: So this is is one of the first fights. I I imagine this is one of the first fights overseas with such a strong um, UK roster of fighters on it. Um, With that in mind, a couple of questions. Um, Is there... Is there a lot of, sort of camaraderie between all the British fighters when you when you you know you, you're all on the same card you know anywhere overseas, and what other fights on that card um, are you looking forward to seeing?
3: Obviously, the fight I'm looking forward to apart from Anne the most is Molly. <laughs>
0: sure,
3: <laughs> goes without saying. But I I speak to Jack Shaw to be honest. Um, I speak to Jack Shaw quite a lot. Obviously, Till is from my city, so I'll always back Till. Um, but Metley Mainly Jack Shaw's the one I speak to the most out of the UK guys. The, yeah, uh, I always have a chat with uh, Jack and his dad Richard. His, his dad's his dad's a great man, proper cool dude. Um, I don't I don't really speak to many of the others to be honest. Um, me and Dad have a little wag every now and then, but like I don't really speak to Aspinall. Uh, who else is there? Dear Casey. I don't really speak to. We, we used to spar years ago, but. I still support Mark. Obviously, yeah. he's he's a sound lad. Um, I don't really know Lerone Murphy. Um, Paul Paul Craig, I've never really spoke to. Um, who else is there? Like yeah. Darren Stewart, someone who whispers on the card because I get on very well with Darren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, Darren, Darren's,
2: Darren's a cool dude. lad we need to get him on the show we've been we've wanted to get him on the show
0: for a little while now so hopefully we can make that work Darren's
3: boss lad Darren's so cool lad he's he's a funny funny man lad
0: so I mean I guess ultimately how do you see the fight going? I
3: can't see him getting up the first to be honest I genuinely can't like I don't see where he can trouble me unless he's got big big heart he's not getting out the first Like his last fight his opponent was a kickboxer and he just jabbed his head off for two rounds and then give him his due give Vendomini his due in the third round he just ran at him tried to knock him out Um, obviously to no avail he lost He lost the uh, majority decision but I'm not like that kickboxer I won't just stay back and jab and stay at range I, I'm going to come forward and I'm going to try and knock him out so I can either say lad what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lenny. <laughs> uh, get the hammer. Um I can see I can see me either catching him with a big right hand and knocking him out, catching him with an egg kick and knocking him out, or and then or like knocking him out and TKO on him, or hitting him with, with a shot and then him trying to engage with me and grapple with me and either what had happened in the last fight, but I can I can genuinely see me
2: flying flying on him. Wow. Well, I mean, we'd look forward to that, mate. I mean, I, I almost feel silly asking this question given the answer you just given. But do you, is there any chance that nerves might play a part? Big UFC debut. I didn't think so. No, I can't
3: <laughs> Absolutely not. I've fought in the Echo Arena, lad, in front of 10, yeah. 10, 12,000 of my home fans. Lad, I've been embarrassed in there. Know what I mean? I've lost two world title fights in the Echo Arena in front of my own fans, fighting in Vegas in front of one hundred and fifty people. That's
0: piece of piss. Oh, I can't wait Paddy and uh, and as soon as you come back with that W then you know we're going to we're going to hassle you again and try and get you back on and tell us all about your experience Def, in oh Vegas man, and no, that debut man I
3: won't be this skinny like <laughs> when, uh, I'm going to try my best get utmost best because now I'm in the FC to not balloon up you know what I mean but when I get home on the Monday morning and then Tuesday we get up we land in Heathrow at like 8 o'clock Tuesday Monday morning And then I'm driving to Cornwall with my bird and the dog on the Tuesday morning. So um, I won't have too many desserts getting through at me by all Instagram pages in the city. (laughs) So I I shouldn't balloon up too much.
2: So you've got like after the fight, maybe two nights in Vegas? No, just one. Just a one night in Vegas? Yeah. Uh, So you're not going to be able to party too hard or anything?
3: No, I'd, to be honest, I I used to love partying, lad, but I'm not I'm not the biggest partyer anymore, lad. I don't do it that much. Uh, when I go back to Vegas and and the restrictions are lifted and stuff like that, and me misses and me family and that can come and some of my mates, that's when I'll go out and party in Vegas. But I'm just planning on going and eating loads of food.
2: Good man. Well, mate, thanks so much for for coming on. It's been as ever a real pleasure to talk to you and. Uh, we're just going to be backing you on September 4th and uh, fingers crossed it all goes well and uh, we're looking forward to you getting oh, that win new, and
3: coming back. it lads, I've put every bit of preparation in for this fight perfectly and um, like I'm not going to have to do a big weight cut which I don't know if he does or not, you know what I mean, he might do but it doesn't matter lad, uh, it doesn't matter what he's done in preparation, you can't prepare for me and I'm going to show everyone on September 4th that the new big MMA star is born and I know for a fact my followers are going to double, triple. I'm going to be the I'm going to be the next big thing. The new cash cow.
0: <laughs> mate, we are very much on that ride with you, man. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see it, Paddy. Thanks loads, mate. You're more than welcome, lad. I'll see you soon. Cheers. And bye, Lenny. <laughs> 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 there we go. Paddy the baddie Pimlet. Never short words, <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't sound very confident I didn't think oh you reckon
2: Be nervous been nervous oh, oh man it's just I knew it the thing is you know you have these questions lined up and you're like oh it's your UFC debut you know anything that you could you be nervous the most amount of people that have probably ever watched you I know he's had his fans in the Liverpool Echo Arena and all that stuff but you know in terms of a global television audience this is the most eyeballs he would have ever had on him and I knew as the question was coming out of my mouth I was like there's no point in me asking this question it's foolish of course it's Not nervous He couldn't care Well he could care less He's just so confident In his own abilities And and what's going to happen And as I say
0: We're all along uh, Along for the ride With him and, And hoping that he does Incredibly well absolutely great to hear the, the the little sort of story about obviously molly being part of that ride as well and how you know how it worked financially in regards to like obviously they share they share corner you know uh, camp together yeah. and and, and so the thought that they can kind of work that you know with, with molly doing one and, and paddy doing one i thought that was really cool that like you know they kind of worked it out you know at the gym and and with, with your mate i loved that it was really cool yeah and as you say you know that it's the financial implications of it moving
2: to Vegas and stuff will affect people and yet uh, as I say they've got lucky because they can split the cost of, mm. of their tournament, and obviously the extra thing of, of female fighters getting an extra room because yeah. uh, because of um, you know difference in gender majority of the time between coaches and and fighters is a great thing and then that means that that's another uh, less of an expense for Paddy as well which which is you know fortunate for them given that you know I think they were all expecting just a quick bus ride or train ride down to London or whatever so uh, yeah so
0: that's great Oh, I can't wait. I mean, but obviously, you know, we had to mention at the beginning, as he said, he was inundated with it. Like, everybody wants to hear where's your head at and see Paddy bouncing out uh. to thousands of people. But I think, you know, if he delivers what he's saying, and I've got no reason to question that because the confidence is pouring out of him, Gets a big stoppage there, and uh, and then on to the next one, and just the thought of seeing him walking out in the UFC for a big crowd, I think that's going to be quite a moment. Yeah,
2: I mean, and, and you know what? As much as we all would have wanted it, you're right there, mate. It's something. Uh, <laughs> just, just drop me pen. Sorry, It's <laughs> <laughs> that, that pen made of like titanium steel? That was an incredibly <laughs> loud pen. Um, but no, I mean, it would have been an amazing moment to have him walk out in London, but. Maybe, you know, positive thinking, glass half full type mentality, you can say that if he has one or two fights in the UFC before the UFC come over to London or somewhere else in the UK, then... That fan following is only going to grow and grow, and there'll be there'll be people out there in the UK that only watch the UFC. They don't watch Cage Warriors, and they will hear a little bit of Paddy the Baddie, but they don't know too much about him. And then they'll see him in the UFC. They'll become a fan, and then even more people will be cheering for him when they finally do get to London or Liverpool or Manchester or or wherever. So. Yeah, so, you know, silver lining, it might all work out really well when he's got even more fans cheering for him.
0: Yeah, I mean, he seemed. I don't know if he, he, he seemed too confident in that. He just said, I'll come back um, a global star and probably double <laughs> or treble my following. <laughs> I think was his word. As long as the Instagram is up and running by then. Yes, pa- yes. According to Paddy, you know, you cannot call
2: people glory hunters anymore. So, uh, which is a shame because my brother, who is a South Londoner, supports Liverpool and I've been calling him a glory hunter his whole life. But now I, I apparently have to stop, according to Instagram. But, uh, yeah. What a great great well, guest he is
0: always and um, we've obviously had a big chat with Paddy um, maybe we recorded that a couple of months ago he was one of the first guests we had on this podcast and uh, and he was super supportive uh, and, and gave up his time and, and we were you know these brand new podcasters on the block we're still the new kids on the block but um, but we've got a couple of, 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 of you know UFC superstars you know under our belts now which is amazing and and, and a lot of that is to thanks to you a lot for supporting as well but where I'm going with this is to say that there's a great chat with Paddy where we talk about his career we talk about so much more stuff it's a bit more of an in-depth um, interview than what we've done today. Today um, is obviously, he's all about the, the the upcoming fight and he's prepped for that. But go and listen to um, the, the, the full length interview that we recorded um, a couple of months back with Paddy. There's also one with Molly. Um, other people from that gym. Um, we also spoke to... From that
2: gym uh, Matt Bonner, Cage Warriors middleweight champion yeah. and uh, Nathan, Fletcher, uh, young, Nathan Fletcher young young Cage Warriors up and comer who you know, the, I think the ceiling is incredibly High for him, uh, and then uh, just uh, across the way over at uh, Team Cowbond, we've got uh, Tom Aspinall as well. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. so yeah, check those out
0: we mentioned um, Jack Shaw Uh, there's an episode with Jack coming soon uh, on this one there's also um, a full length interview with Jack which is great fellow Welsh fighters Brett Johns as well and Mason Jones Uh, they're all in the back catalogue and uh, yeah and also uh, one of the other fighters that Paddy mentioned Paul Craig Um, I'd really recommend that episode Um, Paul's a a really interesting dude and we had a great chat with him uh, not long after he returned after uh, bending someone's arm the wrong way yeah that was nasty. <laughs> it really was. Um, we're on all the social media outlets, so give us a like, love, share, retweet, and all of that stuff. Uh, drop us a message. Let us know um, if there's a fighter out that you'd like us to chat to, and uh, and we'll reach out and see if we can make that happen as well. Um, a nice big thank you to uh, producer 76 for uh, putting this uh, together for us and making it sound nice and, nice and warm and shiny for your ears. And... Is that it? Are we That's done? it.
2: Yeah, if you're li- listening on Apple Podcasts, give us like a you know a little rate and review, a little five star rating, and all that stuff. Subscribe and uh, catch us next time.